Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. It's not often that we get the go-ahead from all U.S. federal and state officials. One unified message. It's not often, but we have it here. There is a new invasive species bug called the lanternfly. And it's a beautiful spectacle with spotted bright red wings and a little bumblebee-esque body. And it's just trekking across the U.S. <laughs> it was first detected in the U.S. in Pennsylvania back in 2014. And it's now spread to at least nine states, primarily in the Northeast. Growing numbers have been spotted in New York City alone this year. And they... uh they like oak and walnut, walnut and poplar trees, grapes, almonds, fruit orchards, and they are very harmful to these. And all of these U.S. and federal state officials have said, kill them. <laughs> so if you see a lanternfly, kill it. We've already seen uh, tweets from uh, New York City Parks as uh, they were uh, tagged in a tweet saying, killed a spotted lanternfly today. Was it justifiable homicide? Will I be acquitted for this crime? Please defend me at NYC Parks. I won't do well in prison. Very funny. They responded, I have, have no fear. You are a civic hero. Spotted lanternflies are a threat to our city's forests. NYC, be like Sarah. If you see a spotted landonfly, squish it. And of course, they want you to dispose of it and report it to them. But for sure, number one on the list, kill it. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Before I get into telling you how we may have to start a GoFundMe for the Murdochs at Fox Corporation. They've had a, whew, man, they have had a tough year. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit about uprisingfood.com. Uh, it all comes down to taste, and there's plenty of healthy foods out there that have lied to us. Well, Uprising has nailed the taste factor on both their sourdough S cubes and the crunch factor on their newly launched Freedom Trips, which I am in love with the Freedom Chips. It tastes like those old school rye chips uh, that you dig for. Uh, I love them. They are so good. And one of the things that uh, makes the Freedom Chips special is they're actually good for me. I love that. Uh, Uprising mission is to liberate all of us from a broken food system that's stealing our health. And that is, uh, you know, the snowball effect of silent inflammation. And they've cracked the code on this healthy bread. You simply can't find something like this that's this healthy, that tastes this good, that's this fresh, unless you go to uprisingfood.com. And right now, if you go to uprisingfood.com slash jeffy, you're going to get a discount of $10 on the starter bundle. And I love the starter bundle because you're going to get uh, the bread, the sampler bundle product, right? Okay, so you get the bread and the chips. Really cool. Uh, I like it a lot. And the bread, you know what's kind of cool about the bread is when you feel like, man, I really need a sandwich. And you get the bread out 
and it's this little square and you go, wow, it's almost like something you would see, I don't know, baked from your grandma's house. Yeah, because bread doesn't have to look like wonder to be bread and their bread is good for you. Uh, incredible uprisingfood.com only two net carbs per serving six grams of protein nine grams of fiber uh they cover the paleo the clean keto the simple low carb uh high fiber to dairy free to grain free lifestyle all uprising products are baked with real superfood ingredients uprisingfood.com uprising is offering you ten dollars off the starter bundle right now that includes two superfood cubes and four packs of freedom chips go to uprisingfood.com slash jeffy and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout uprisingfood.com slash jeffy going to get you ten dollars off your first purchase of the starter bundle uprisingfood.com slash jeffy okay the murdochs rupert and lachlan along with other top Fox executives agreed to cut their base Fox Corporation salaries during the pandemic. So I don't know if we need to start a GoFundMe or not. Uh, Rupert took home only $31.1 million with Lachlan seeing his package at only, that's a strange way to word that. Anyway, uh, seeing his package valued at $27.7 million. I don't know how they're going to get by. I don't know what they're going to do to eat. But if you think that we need to start a GoFundMe for them, you can email me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com. Perhaps we we need to do that. Um, the Murdochs, along with the other top Fox executives, agreed to cut their base salaries during the pandemic. The company says the action reduced their aggregate total target compensation by 9%. Man, you want to talk about taking a cut. <laughs> yeah, a whole 9%. And I love the story. The story has a picture of Rupert and Lachlan at some event. I don't know what event it is, but they each have a name tag on. Like I'm, if they're at an event, if Rupert and Lachlan are at an event you're having, you really need a name tag on them. I mean, it's kind of, if I'm them, I don't put it on, but you know, oh, well, it's just me. Anyway, they took that huge pay cut and uh, only took home 31.1 and 27.7 million this year. And I don't know how they're going to get by. And I'm starting to maybe, maybe they purchased chicken in the last 10 years and will get a little money back from this class action lawsuit. So if you purchased any chicken product in the United States from January 1st, 2009, through December 31st, 2020, you may be eligible to receive money from a class action settlement totaling $181 million. So now, you know, everyone, and I know that not everyone, I got it, but most people purchase chicken in this time frame. So $181 million, everybody's going to get about a buck and a quarter, maybe, but I want mine. I want my buck and a quarter. All right. Settlements have been reached in a class action antitrust lawsuit filed on behalf of end user consumer plaintiffs with defendants, uh, Fieldale Farms Corporation, George's Inc., George's Farms Inc., 
uh, Mac Jack Poultry Inc., Marjack Poultry, uh, Marjack Poultry, ALLC, Marjack, there's all these Marjacks, uh, Pico Foods, Pilgrim's Pride, Tyson Foods, Tyson Chickens, Tyson Breeders, Tyson Poultry, uh, Tyson Collectively Settling with Defendants. This court order notice may affect your rights. Please review and follow the instructions carefully. So all these companies settled for $181 million, and you can uh, sign up and get a piece of that. $181 million. That seems a little low, but hey. It is what it is. So I'll tweet this out at Jeffy JFR and you should be able to, you know, fill it out and hopefully get you some money. <laughs> so you need to submit a claim online at overchargedforchicken.com by December 31st, 2022. So you may get your buck and a quarter by 2025. <laughs> Maybe. Wow. It's just... I mean, good, great, that's wonderful, but it just seems to me that uh, the settlement is a little low for as much chicken as these companies have sold and will sell uh, during that time frame and in the future. But there it is. You, You do have an opportunity to get a little bit from this class action lawsuit, and you'll be able to get a buck and a quarter just like everyone else. Hopefully Beth McGrath will uh, get her buck and a quarter because she decided that she was going to quit her job at Walmart over the PA system. And it happened before. It's not the first time that an employee specifically for Walmart has quit. It wasn't that long ago. Back at the end of 2020, I think, another employee quit or former employee quit over the PA system and this, you know, profane rant over the PA system. I wish I was there. I would love to have been at the Walmart when these employees decide to get on the PA and quit because I don't know that it does any good. Uh, This girl has said that uh, I didn't record the video for clout. Uh Uh-huh. I recorded the video for my fellow co-workers to let them know that I do love them and I do want what's best for them. I want it to be their voice. I want it to be I wanted to be a my voice. Well, Beth, maybe you just go around the store and say, hey, I'm quitting. Uh, and you tell them face to face. But no, uh, I mean, I love the idea of this. I don't know that she works anywhere else now. Uh, I don't know if you hire Beth. <laughs> Although everyone is, look, there's 11 million jobs out there. So she could probably get a, get a job somewhere. But uh, she went to the PA system and then, of course, recorded it and posted it on her Facebook page, which you know, went viral and got, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of views. But Beth decided to go on the PA and say this. Attention Walmart shoppers and associates. My name is Beth from Electronics. I've been working at Walmart for almost five years, and I can say that everyone here is overworked and underpaid. The attendant policy is bullshit. We are treated for management and customers poorly every day whenever we have a problem with it we're told that we're replaceable i'm tired of the constant gaslighting this company treats their elderly associates like shit to jared our store manager you're a pervert greta and kathy shame on y'all for treating your associates the way you do i hope you don't speak to your families the way you speak to us shout out to Dominique, patty shardell and so many more right walmart doesn't deserve y'all 
manage it, and fuck this job, I quit. Boom. <laughs> okay, Beth, thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. Wow. Beth, uh, I mean, I know you didn't record that. You know, you just wanted to get that out there and let people know. But, man, I wish I was at that Walmart. Would have been fun to watch the employees uh, react to that. But now she's without a job. And if you if you ask those employees, hey, what do you think of Beth? Beth who? I mean, I get that you want to quit like that, but there are better ways to quit your job. You know, there's the old cartoon of the guy standing on the boss's desk urinating on the boss. And the caption is, I hope you won the lottery. That's probably the only time that you could get away with that. So, Beth, good luck. I hope everything works out for you. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh. Ah, so good. Okay, I'm not sure what I would do if this happened to me, but I can tell you I would not be happy. Uh, a woman in Bolivia was, went to a fast food place and she ordered a burger. This uh, San Aurelio location of Hot Burger. It's a burger joint with several locations in Santa Cruz, Bolivia. And she ordered a burger. And she said she chomped down on the burger only to realize she was chewing on a human finger. Nasty. So there's a picture of it. And here in America, if that were to happen, you'd almost not believe it, right? You'd go, that's not true. Somebody's trying to put one over and they better find that out. So she posted it, obviously, uh, on her social media account. And it's obviously gone viral and everybody making the joke of, oh, she, she was at literally served finger food. <laughs> so she claimed that, uh, you know, she bit down and to realize she was biting on a finger nastiness now she took it up to the counter and said hey i've got this finger on my plate here from the burger and the employee says uh tell me what you want and we will give it to you uh the burgers arrive here at the restaurant pre-prepared nothing like this has ever happened to us before and then once the post went viral talking about this you know unfortunate incident uh the company said yeah you know um we did have somebody to lose a finger <laughs> yeah and so it ended up in the in the food and we're so darn sorry we don't know what to you know what to do but we're sorry Wait, what? Yeah, we had an employee that lost his pointer finger while prepping the meat. And we just <laughs> he never found it. And thank you, you found it. <laughs> so they've temporarily closed the burger branch. I don't know why. I mean, they know where it came from. They know it was a mistake. It's been cleaned up. And it's unclear whether Benitez will pursue legal action. Um, let me Let me help you with that. Yes. So it's going to be the Benitez hot burger restaurant from now on. That'd be great. And don't you point that finger at me. Oh, wait, you can't. I see where uh, Yellowstone National Park is turning into a zoo of humans these days. Uh, more, more people visited the park last month than in any August on record. 
four and a half percent jump from last August and a 12% increase from 2019. So times are looking good for Yellowstone and no wonder they're, you know, charging a lot more people with uh, getting too close to the animals and getting too close to places where humans are not supposed to be. And speaking of out in the great Northwest, um, I just see where we believe that we have actually found Gabby Petito's body. Uh, and now they're looking for the boyfriend. So the boyfriend didn't say anything. He wasn't saying anything. Uh, I kind of, if he didn't do it, I kind of agree uh, why he wasn't saying anything. I know you're supposed to say stuff. And if you're guilty, you're not saying anything. And, you know, usually that's the case. And it appears to be the case now. And they are looking for him because uh, they found a body they believe to be hers. And he is missing. He said he was going on a hike (laughs) and uh, he has not come back. And the FBI has closed off his house and local police have taped off the house. It's a crime scene, they say, and they are looking for him. So a manhunt is underway for her boyfriend as a person of interest in this case. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's it. Just Just a person of interest? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. I mean, it's just a sad story all around. And he came back without her and just doesn't say anything. Yeah, I was with her and and, uh, I'm not with her and I'm not going to say anything, but she's not with me now. So I don't know. Talk to you later. I'm going to be home. (laughs) Wait, what? When did you last see her? When did what happen? I don't know. And they find, they find, you know, bodies from time to time out there in that neck of the woods that are, you know, not who they're looking for just happened in the grand canyon i know that's not there it's a different place but you know they were looking for a certain body and they found another body and they talked also i read a story that talked about how that area is this zone of death so apparently the in 2005 there was an academic paper titled The Perfect Crime by Michigan State University law pr- professor and he claims that there's a 50 square mile swath of Idaho in which one might be able to commit felonies with impunity. So the entire Yellowstone National Park falls under the federal judicial district of Wyoming includes including an uninhabited small strip of land between the Idaho state border now known as the zone of death. So the Sixth Amendment requires all criminal prosecutions to be heard by a jury from the state and district where the crime was committed. It's potentially impossible to try someone for murder in the zone of death because there is no one to summon for a jury who lives in both the state of Idaho and the district of Wyoming. Okay, so we'll see. I know that, uh, you know, if Gabby, if her disappearance was in the zone of death, then, I mean, that we could have a, we could have a fight on our hands. It might be something that he was trying to do. It's just a weird case and a sad case for the family, sad case for Gabby. And it's just, uh, you know, the whole thing is just really sad. But again, if he did it in the zone of death, you know, he might get away with it. Okay, so this weekend we found out that animals at the zoo, no one supports zoos more than this program, at the uh, Smithsonian's National Zoo in Washington, D.C., apparently some lions and some tigers 
uh, tested uh, positive for COVID-19. Now, the headline, a couple things in the story are really kind of uh, disheartening. Um, the headline is Lions and Tigers Test Presumptive Positive for COVID-19 at D.C.'s National Zoo. Well, if you're going to put lions and tigers in a headline, don't you have to put bears in the headline too? I mean, you don't necessarily have to say, oh my, but you should say, right, lions and tigers and no bears. Test presumptive positive for COVID-19 at D.C.'s National Zoo. Oh my. Or lions and tigers test presumptive positive for COVID-19 at D.C.'s National Zoo. No bears right now. Oh my. Something like that, right? You have to put bears in the headline. But no, they don't. This David Williams in this article for CNN doesn't have bears in his headline. David, are you not familiar with history? Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Uh, You know, okay, whatever. So six African lions, uh, Sumatran tiger and two or more tigers are being treated with anti-inflammatories and anti-nausea medication to help with their discomfort and loss of appetite. And uh, they're also getting antibiotics to treat the secondary bacterial pneumonia. Several of the lions and tigers displayed symptoms and they had, you know, decreased appetites, coughing, sneezing, and they were like, ooh, hey, whatever. So they tested fecal samples from the lions and tigers. That sounds like fun. And the results are expected to come back in the next few days. So they're testing positive, but they're not real sure. They're just keeping their distance from everybody. And according to the zoo, the public is not at risk. And no no other animals have shown signs of infection. Okay. So the zoo has conducted a thorough investigation of all the staff that were in close proximity to the lions and tigers. And there's no evidence to pinpoint the source of the infection. And of course we know that <laughs> you can't get it from animals. Duh. We already know that. We already know that gorillas at the Atlanta Zoo tested positive. And so only two of the 20 gorillas at the zoo are positive. And you can't catch it from animals. Right? Right. Also, just a side note that the Atlanta Zoo uh, has vaccinated its orangutans, lions, tigers and clouded leopards and i get it uh you know there were no bears being vaccinated either but i just want to drives me insane that we have a headline with lions and tigers in it and it's a law i believe i believe it's a headline law that if you put lions and tigers in the same headline bears has to be somewhere in the headline it's just a it's a headline law Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So I thought we were past this blackface issue, but uh, no, we are not even close. So Julianne Howe apologized for wearing blackface in 2013 
for a Halloween costume and her new show, The Activist on CBS. Yeah, we're just going to, we're going to pull that back a little bit. We really don't want to do that show right now. Wow. She said, wearing blackface was a poor choice based on my own white privilege and my own white body bias that hurt people and is something I regret doing to this day. The 33-year-old actress captioned her post on Instagram. The post was noted by the New York Post in a piece published on Wednesday. Okay, so she apologized. She said, uh, you know, (laughs) I don't know that it's worth an apology because once you bend the knee, that's the whole deal. You just never bend the knee to the rage mob. But she was hoping that it would save her job, right? And she said again, the last few days have been powerful demonstration of real-time activism. Thank you for using your voices, calling me in, your accountability and your candor. I am deeply listening with an open heart and mind. Oh my gosh. After the press release announcing The Activist, I heard you say that the show was performative, promoted uh, pseudo-activism over real activism. It felt tone-deaf, like Black Mirror, The Hunger Games, and the hosts weren't qualified to assess activism because they were celebrities and not activists. I heard you say that there was hypocrisy in the show because at the root of activism is a fight against capitalism and the trauma that it causes so many people and that the show itself felt like a shiny capitalistic endeavor. Yeah, that's what you do it for. Oh my God, this pisses me off. I thought I was on her side, but now I'm not again. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is unbelievable. And she goes on. Hold on. This is a four... four-part post. I also heard you saying that trying to value one cause over another felt like the oppression Olympics and totally missed and disrespected the many activists who have been killed, assaulted, and faced various abuses fighting for their causes. And because of all this, there is a feeling of insult, dehumanization, insensitivity, and hurt that is being rightfully felt. I do not claim to be an activist and wholeheartedly agree that the judging aspect of the show missed the mark. And furthermore, I'm not qualified to act as a judge. On top of all this, many people are just becoming aware that I wore blackface in 2013, which only further added insult to injury. (laughs) Uh, Wearing blackface was a poor choice based on my own white privilege and white body bias that hurt people and is something that I regret doing to this day. However, the regret that I live with pales in comparison to the lived experiences of so many. My commitment has been to reflect and act differently, not perfectly, but hopefully with a more developed understanding that racism and white supremacy is harmful to all people. I've definitely not addressed all the different valuable feedback about the show missed and my missteps. I want you to know that I'm still listening because this is a messy and uncomfortable conversation and I'm committed to being here for it all. It feels important to me to share that the original reason, blah, 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 blah. Oh my gosh, shut up. And another page? I do not have all the answers yet I've shared. Blah, blah. I also understand that there's no response that I could share that would make everyone happy. Then why do it? That was me, not her. However, I want you to know that this is a conversation that I'm still listening. Agonizing. I'm sorry I cut a page off of there because I just couldn't take it anymore. So that was at at Jules Howe on her Instagram. She had 4.9 million followers. Agonizing. So uh, good for her and, you know, good, great for her. And I hate that whole capitalism thing. 
uh, wow, she, you know, now that we, she's made some money and she's still listening. Uh, I, I want you to know that that whole capitalism thing just sucks. So I thought maybe I was on her side, but you know what? She deserves what she gets. And I hope she doesn't work again until she finds out that she shouldn't have had a war blackface in 2013. And now the activist, you can't just do a show. Can't be just a show. Ugh. Unbelievable. And that's uh, Queen's Gambit is being uh, sued because uh, Netflix uh, didn't tell something that was the truth in a show that wasn't the truth. So female Soviet chess player Nana Nona Gapriandashvila is suing for $5 million over a single line in the show. The female Soviet chess legend suing Netflix after a scene in Queen's Gambit falsely claimed she had never played against men. In fact, she claims to have played and beaten dozens of men in the suit she called the incorrect dialogue grossly sexist. Okay. It was a show. I, you know, I know that we want to tell the, I guess, you know, if it was her and you were, when you were her, you'd want the truth to be told. And she's like a hundred now or whatever. How old is she? All right. She's 80, not a hundred. I apologize. I don't want her suing me for giving her wrong age. So apparently, you know, she's mad because they didn't, tell the truth in a show that wasn't the truth and it was just a regular show if you remember one of my reviews from queen's gambit was that i was really bummed that it wasn't real because most chess stories are and maybe that's the problem maybe nana thinks that it was real because it wasn't i was uh you know and so what happened in the show wasn't real so anything that was said in the show wasn't real. <laughs> but I'm sure Netflix will, you know, here's a couple million. Go home. Shut up. And it won a couple of awards at uh, the Emmys last night, too. It took home the uh, Outstanding Limited Series as well as Outstanding Director for a Limited or Anthology Series. So congratulations to Queen's Gambit for that. It was uh, a night of a night of fun at the Emmys. Uh, outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series, Hannah Waddington, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, you know, won a number of awards. Uh, Brett Goldstein for outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series won that, and they're both Ted Lasso. That's Apple Plus, so good for them. Uh, I have not seen them. I do not have Apple Plus, so I, you know, I haven't seen them. You know, maybe it's good or not. I do know that it was up against uh, Hacks and the Kaminsky Method, which I loved both of those. Um, the mayor of Easttown, uh, Julianne Nicholson, won the Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited Series or Movie, which was really good. I loved that. Uh, WandaVision won nothing. They got blocked out. Really surprising that uh, WandaVision didn't win anything. Um, mayor of Easttown won again for a Supporting Actor and also uh, What's-Her-Face won for outstanding lead actress in a limited series or movie, Kate Winslet from the mayor of Easttown, which was great. Outstanding writing direction, eh. outstanding supporting actress for uh, Julian Anderson, one for the crown. She was great uh, in that 
outstanding supporting actor in a drama series, The Crown, Tobias Menzies. But again, uh, I thought for sure, I mean, Perry Mason was in that of uh, John Lithgow. He was great in Perry Mason. Handmaid's Tale had a number of those in there. They didn't win anything. And Michael K. Williams was in that uh, for Lovecraft Country. And he did not win, and that would have been a posthumous award, which I'm surprised they actually didn't give it to him. And then, uh, I mean, John Oliver wins Outstanding Writing for a Variety Series. Ugh, spare me. And he won the Outstanding Variety Talk Series. Ugh. Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series. Ugh. Hacks won that, which was good. I loved Hacks. It was really great. Dream Smart won the Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series from hacks and she was in mayor of east town as well and uh, great characters in both those shows and hacks was really it's really funny that's on hbo and i loved uh ted lasso beat out uh william h macy and shameless and michael douglas in the kaminsky method which is really surprising i mean the kaminsky method was really good i really enjoyed that and uh, rupaul won of course for outstanding competition program and it was, uh, Queen's Gambit, like I said, won the Outstanding Director and uh, also the uh, Outstanding Limited Series. So Netflix had 44 total awards, which I guess tied the record with CBS from 1974. So The Crown which chronicles the Britain's royal family during the 20th century, swept the drama category. Queen's Gambit won the two awards. Uh, Apple TV Plus also won big with Ted Lasso. And let's not forget Cedric the Entertainer and his rap open, the rap monologue, which was fantastic. And then also let's not forget about the uh, five times the Emmy Awards have been revoked or withdrawn. I mean, we had Andrew Cuomo. We had Henry Winkler. What was Henry Winkler? Why did they take him? Uh, Winkler got his Emmy honor taken away for innocent reasons, a quirk of TV scheduling. All that had to do with Barry because he was nominated for Outstanding Guest Actor in that comedy series, uh, Battery Park. But it was set to air in April, and when the show was axed after four episodes, the network booted the show to the summer, which made Winkler's appearance on the show happen after May 34th, so he got cut off. Bruce Willis took that category. Uh, Kevin Spacey received the International Emmy Founders Award in November's ceremony for his global contribution to the arts. Ah, ah, sorry. Nope. That's not going to happen. This is us. Yes, even the hit crowd-pleasing tearjerker hasn't uh, emerged from the Emmys on skate. All the show's time hopping within its story. NBC's freshman drama racked up an impressive 11 nominations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it announced the House of Cards would replace it on the ballot, bringing the show's nomination down to 10. So it lost one of those. All right. So really, a couple have been withdrawn. Only a couple. I mean, a few have been withdrawn, but only a couple. Like, And I didn't mention... Uh, Jason Sudeikis, uh, you know, Ted Lasso, he was a part of Last Man on Earth, and he only had a few episodes shy of what he needed to get for the deal, so he, you know, withdrew from the nomination. But uh, there's only really a couple that have been taken away, right? I mean, uh, Cuomo, have a nice day, and Kevin Spacey, have a nice day, because Kevin hadn't even received it yet, but he was going to. 
And they said, no, Kevin, take care. We're not going to give it to you. So the rest were, you know, misunderstandings with the Academy. Okay. So I see an ad last night that I wasn't aware was out there, and it started about a week and a half ago, or at least that's when they talked about the campaign, a $25 million ad campaign for AMC Theaters starring Nicole Kidman. Now, I like Nicole Kidman's work, and she's been in some really cool stuff, and I'm sure that her new Nine Perfect Strangers, and uh, you know, she was also a part of the undoing and she has being the ricardos is lucille ball coming up all of that okay so and she's a you know a movie star but now in today's world you know she's trying to get a little bit of both and big little lies was great anyway and those aren't big screen shows so she's doing her commercial for amc on this 25 million dollar ad campaign and according to the ceo adam aaron uh, this is the first time that this has ever been done for the chain to advertise like this. So they really want your business. They know times are getting tough at the theaters. And I would say that this is throwing money after bad because we're not coming back. We're not. Stop it. Stop. I mean, we love the theater, but it's not coming back. Okay. And it's a great ad, and I love it. And I'm going to play it for you, and you'll get the gist of it, even though, I mean, even though you won't see the video, but you'll get the gist of it. And it's a great ad, but not going to work. Sorry. We come to this place for magic. We come to AMC theaters to love, to cry, to care. Yeah. Because we need that. Yeah, we do. That indescribable feeling we get when the lights begin to dim. In my living room. And we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Dazzling images on a huge silver screen. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Our heroes feel like the best part of us. And stories feel perfect and powerful. Because Sitting in the theater. They are. AMC theaters. We make movies better. Do ya? Do ya? That's my question. Do ya? Uh, yeah, I mean, I love going to the theater, but it's, those days are over. Sorry. We've moved on. And, you know, we can go back for a little while and enjoy it, but it's over. Have you seen the 80 inches at Sam's Club? Yeah, those aren't on sale because people aren't buying them, okay? People want them in their house because they're not going to AMC. Sorry to disappoint you. I know, I know. And if I'm Nicole, I'm taking AMC's money (laughs) just like she did. And for those of you that want to, I say email me. I look at your emails. You, of course, can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. And you can call the fat line and leave a message if you want, 214-735-9356. I get to those as often as I can. But I did get an email under the heading, Oh, Jeffy, Jeffy, Jeffy. 
You said it once, and I thought, leave it alone. Alas, you said it three times in one show, so you left me no choice. Nobody drug out a dead body or a dolphin. They were dragged. <laughs> and uh, Helen, thank you, With uh, she sent me this email. She said the drug can be a noun or a verb and relates to chemicals or substances that affect people's bodies and mental states. Dragged is the simple past tense and past particle form of drag, meaning to pull along the ground. Love the show, Helen. Okay, I'm sorry. You got me. Uh, You know, call me out if you want, which she did. And, you know, I apologize. So no one drug out the dead body or a dolphin. They were dragged. Okay, so I apologize. And thanks for calling me out. I see where people are calling out uh, Brazilian soccer star Hulk, the striker. The 35-year-old said he's expecting a baby with uh, his new Camilla Angelo. And uh, what's so great about the 32-year-old uh, Camilla is that uh, she is the uh, the niece of his ex-wife. So there's that going on. Now, he claims that uh, they hooked up after he got a divorce from the ex. The ex, you know, complained that he was fooling around and messing around the whole time. He said, no. He said, uh, my, you know, he said, we got together after I got a divorce. But then in the, in the statement, it might be just the translation. Cause he said, I never had a relationship with Camilla when I was married. I am a man. I was not happy in my marriage. I had countless reasons. I spent my entire marriage betraying Iran, which is his wife. She lived a single life. She just wanted to have the status of the wife of the Hulk. Okay, and then this girl came to China with him, and I don't think I'm an ugly person, and I'm young. Camilla is young, extremely beautiful. We ended up getting involved. We were single. So congratulations. And what do you do when you break up with your wife? I guess you you know look around for family members at least you do if you're the hulk and not hulk hogan by the way the brazilian soccer star hulk oh and we had the uh, inspiration four come back to planet earth this weekend it was great they were up there for three days and it was fun to see them splash down and i know that they were trying to raise money part of the deal was is that they were trying to raise money for saint jude's uh children's research hospital and it came to fruition at least they were trying to raise i don't know a couple hundred million and thanks to elon's 50 million dollar donation they will reach that congratulations i see where their people are really kind of concerned that president biden hasn't acknowledged the inspiration for what was going on with these american astronauts and who helped raise hundreds of millions so when asked about it on twitter a person asked uh, elon hey the president of the united states has refused to even acknowledge the four newest american astronauts who helped raise hundreds of millions of dollars for saint jude What's your theory on why that is? And Elon responded to this question. He's still sleeping. Perfect. Things aren't necessarily going well for President Biden. And everything he touches goes to crap. So it doesn't surprise me that even, you know, one of the richest guys in the world says he's still sleeping. That's not good. That is not good at all. 
So I know that, uh, you know, he still has some support for the vaccine mandates, but he has no support for what happened in Afghanistan. He's got no support to what's going on at the border. It's really, really, really ugly what's happening at the border and what has happened and is continuing to happen in Afghanistan. And yet we're still trying to change the subject to vaccine mandates, which is just a joke because it's not legal. And hopefully by the time it all gets said and done, a bunch more people will get vaccinated. That's their plan. And it's just kind of sad, actually. And I know now they're making a big deal out of uh, soon COVID-19 is going to surpass the deaths from the Spanish flu because of the Spanish flu, 675,000. Americans lost their lives. And as of Sunday, 673,800 people had lost their lives. I mean, we might be close right now, as a matter of fact. Let's, we have to check those numbers. Yeah, according to World O Meters, <laughs> uh, they have us at 692,000 deaths. And I don't know that uh, the Johns Hopkins toll is going to be that much less. Yeah, they have us at 674,346. So, uh, you know, it's below what world o have, but uh, not by much, not by much. So one poll has us over the Spanish flu numbers and one poll has us under the Spanish flu numbers, but certainly by very little. And so it's sad to even think that 675,000 plus Americans have lost their lives to COVID-19. So get vaccinated, damn it. Then you can be like, I don't know, a lot of people that got vaccinated and then are still getting COVID-19. I, I, you know, we've here all the time. I mean, Chris Rock was the latest star that said he's got COVID. He doesn't wish it on anyone, but get vaccinated. He's been vaccinated. But the story was he got the Johnson and Johnson. So he was one and done, but he was vaccinated and he does have a breakthrough case. So I, you know, good luck, God bless and do the best you can to stay healthy really is, is all you can do and get a job, get a job. And sometimes we all need just a a little motivation to help us over the, over the hump. And I'm a big fan of motivational speakers. Uh, I, you know, I like them. Uh, and I enjoy, I enjoy their work and, you know, but I found a new one, uh, over the weekend and I don't even know her name. I just know that it was posted under a Twitter account of Chris France. And it says, this made me laugh out loud. Do yourself a favor and watch this short video, but it doesn't say who it is who this new motivational speaker is. And I want to know she start. she needs to start making the rounds with the likes of Tony Robbins and others. So this is her little one minute motivational speech that I heard this weekend. And I hope it helps. Hey, y'all, I just want to make a quick video on like a lot of people have been asking me, how do I stay so financially stable? And I'm going to show you it's real simple. It's real easy. It's convenient. You know, um she has a handful of cash as she's speaking to us now. Um, a lot of people think it's a gimmick, but I'm here to reassure you it's not. I'm going to show you in the next couple of videos how you can make this much cash. She's just dropping the bills down. 
in a weekly time frame. This is this is how much you make in a week. And I cannot make this up. This is real cash, you guys. And the first step is if you are interested, all you have to do is get a fucking job. Okay? <laughs> Wake your ass up right now, cause it's time. Early bird catches the worm. Fill out some fucking applications and get you a fucking job, okay? I hope that motivates you because it certainly motivates me. And I hope she starts making the rounds on the motivational speaker tour very soon. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.